Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 62. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. We are here with lots of tech goodness for the people in the Apple community tonight. Oh, man, it's just a we've got a, a virtual cornucopia of Apple awesomeness to talk about tonight, Cliff. Very cool, man. Well, we will get started, let's say, right now. All right, Chris, why don't why don't you tell me what you're most excited about and we'll work our way on from there. Okay. What I'm most excited about is that Apple or I'm Apple, no, Google, no. sorry. I'm staring at my Apple TV while I'm doing all this. Um, Google releases sync today. And uh, that's huge because what that allows is allows users to have uh, push calendars and push contacts on their iPhone. Uh, using Active Sync, which is the, you know the the exchange option in your iPhone, there. So now we can finally create things on our on our Google Calendar, and it'll sync to our iPhone. We can create things on our iPhone, and it'll sync to Google Calendar. We can also uh, sync that calendar to iCal. It, it's just awesome. Now, the one thing that people do need to be aware about this though is contacts only sync one way. Oh, tell me about that. Okay, because I, I saw your, your tweet. Oh, I was earlier. like, I'm as frustrated as frustrated can be here. <laughs> At the present time, uh, and Google's working on this, and, and they said, you know, at the present time, this is only for the iPhone, that contacts only go from Google to the iPhone, not from the iPhone to Google. So if you go somewhere and you add a new contact into your iPhone, it won't ultimately sync back up to Google at the present time. Okay. Well, they if that's what they state, then they're incorrect because a uh, couple things. Number one, I let, let me first of all, for, for those who are out there, um, it, a lot of people are like, what is this thing? And before we start talking about the problems or the issues that I've uncovered so far and in my experience, uh, I'd like to just say, in essence, what it is, is the possibility of syncing your calendar on your, your uh, application for your calendar on your iPhone with your Google calendar without the need of touching a computer at all. Yes, so being able to do that wirelessly through the internet. And the same thing with your contacts. That's the other thing that they're able to do. Now, here's what I do. Um, I've always had my all of my contacts in Plaxo, not using their goofy features of all the other stuff that Plaxo does because I'm not a big, huge fan of Plaxo. But they were. it was a place for me when I first got my iPhone. It's like, okay, I need a centralized place where I can keep all of my contacts backed up just in case I lose it, lose it all. And so Plaxo was a place that allowed me to sync my contact list, all of the names, email addresses, and phone numbers all together in one place, and sync that to my iCal on my uh, MacBook, which of course then can sync to, uh, or not iCal, but my address book application on my MacBook. And the address book would then sync with my iPhone and it's worked great. And one of the benefits of doing it that way, Chris, is that uh, Stephanie and I both have an iPhone and we mm-hmm. both share the same contact list that way. Oh, okay. Because we both sync to the same version of iTunes and therefore when I when she adds a contact 
basically when she syncs her phone to the to the address book on my MacBook, it goes up to, you know, it's obviously there so that when I plug in my iPhone, any new contact that she added is now on my phone when it syncs. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but it, but also Plaxo up in the up in the web space is all updated as well. And so that's been the process that we've used all along. I've never really had an issue with that. Right. Other than the fact that there were tons of my contacts on my iPhone that I didn't have people's email addresses for because email was always done online via my Google Apps email, which is kind of like Gmail for business. Right. Yeah, I, I use Google Apps myself. So so I, I, I liked the prospect of, of having my email contacts all in one place on Google. So today when I heard about Google Sync, unfortunately I sunk about three hours of productivity into this thing already. And, <laughs> and I'm not, not happy about that. But here's the deal. Um, you know how Google suggests um, contacts based upon you know how many people you email and when they email you and stuff like that. I, I guess I don't. I, I to, to, to be honest with you, I, I've never used Google Contacts. Neither, nor have I really. It, I mean, not to any degree, other than the fact that I love the that you know if I've emailed somebody in the past, if I add them, if I go in and take all the suggested email contacts and just add them all to my contacts. Then what I liked was when I hit compose on an email and I started typing, you know, an address, it starts to give me a bunch of suggestions. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. That was that was the extent of what I used. Now, because of that, because I always emailed people or added people to my my contacts list, I had 1,780 contacts in Google. So, uh, in essence, what I did is I, I recognized that, okay, I want to start fresh. So, I deleted all the contacts. I deleted every single contact that you can delete out of my Google contacts. Oh, you, first, you didn't back it up first just in case? Oh, I do have a backup, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, so, right. so I have a backup. I, I did the export to a CSV file, uh, a Google CSV file. So, I do have that backed up. Then, I deleted all the contacts. Then I went over to Plaxo to try to export that list. Well, guess what Plaxo says? You know, to What's be say? to be able to back up your list, you're going to need to pay uh, forty nine bucks a year. But we'll give you a thirty day free trial for our premium service. <laughs> There's the gotcha. Exactly, and it's like I know I can cancel within thirty days, and I only need this for twenty five minutes, and I can cancel. But I don't want to give them my credit card to even go through the process. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wait a second, all of my contacts are on my address book application on my MacBook. Yeah. So I go into my MacBook and I go to export. And of course, there's no CSV option. It's this crazy Apple format. So then I went and did a uh, sync with, uh, let's see, I, or I did something where it basically, uh, I, I, downloaded a program, I downloaded a program that allowed me to take my address book and it exported it into a CSV file. Is it a, 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 a to G? Yes. Okay. Or wait, no, I think it was, what is the, what is the usual exp, uh, export extension? It's like, is it VB or? or? Oh, well, it's, it's a V card, but there's an application you can get called A to G. Okay. That'll automatically do it for you in the, into the CSV format that Google wants. Yes. So it, it, it was something called, it was like that. I don't think it was A to C or A to G, but it was like something to, it was something similar to that. Okay. Actually, let me just check real quick so I can tell people what I was using. 
Oh, do, 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 do. all mail. I'm going to all mail. Apple downloads. Do, 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 downloads. And I am there now. It is called Address Book to CSV Exporter 1.3a. Mm, okay. So I'm sure it does the same thing. Matter of fact, it says allows the user to export his own address book in a CSV file, comma separated value that suits the import context function on Gmail. Just for two, just two, following two steps. So it's the same thing, I'm sure. So that's, sure. that's what I did. I exported my uh, address book list to a CSV file, and then I uploaded that to Google, and it worked great. Mm-hmm. I went through and I deleted a bunch of contacts that kind of were just. Uh, crazy. I figure we're starting from scratch. Let's let's get this a nice, clean, crisp looking thing. So I went through and I, I made sure all the information was there. And then I, I went ahead and did the sync. And then, of course, all the contacts from Google synced right to my phone immediately. Yep. That's awesome. So so it did sync that way. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, what happened, though, is that when I go and I look at at the contacts that came in on my iPhone, right? only about 20% of them have phone numbers oh. in the contact. So the phone numbers did not get up, did not come through. And I'm like, how, maybe the comma separated value, maybe that got screwed up. So I go into Google, log into my Google accounts and went into my contact list and thinking, you know, the phone numbers obviously aren't there either, right? Well, no, they're there. They're formatted correctly. There's no extra spacing or anything like that. So I go into, let's just say, Stephanie Ravenscraft, who obviously I have the phone numbers are listed in her address um, entry in the Google account uh, contact list. So then I go in and I add a phone number and uh, on Google. And okay. I, I do not, you know, 859-999-9999. Never syncs up over to the iPhone. And then I go into the iPhone and I go into her contact and I add, uh, you know, an 859-555-5555. And so I could see what's kind of happening. About 10 minutes later, and it takes about 10 minutes, but I assume that's just because everybody's hitting on this thing so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But about 10 minutes later, then all of a sudden, uh, the, the phone number entered in on the iPhone is synced back to Google. Really? Yes. Wow. I, I, I did it. Matter of fact, I created a contact on, I, I added a brand new contact on my iPhone. 10 minutes later, it shows up on my Google. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it is working that way. But what happens is I've got 275 contacts in my email uh, or in my thing. And all of a sudden it, the, the phone numbers are, are in my contact list on Google accounts and uh, they're not, the phone numbers aren't coming through. And yeah. so I can't figure out why it's working on some, but not others. What here's here's what I recommend doing, Cliff, and and you know, this is just what I do because it I, I'm real funny about my contact list. Yeah, I've got it up on Google Contact more of more of as like an offsite backup than anything. Uh huh. But all I'm using the sync for is the calendar feature. Yeah, because because I, I feel like I'm still going to plug in my my contacts and stuff into the into the address book on my computer and i don't know i just i would just much rather administer that part of it on my on my desktop and on my phone but the calendar part since i use it for work and you know i I don't always normally keep my iCal open 
I just sync the iCal with with sync and not worry about the contacts. You think so? So yeah, because and one thing we do want to let people know is if you decide to do this on Google's site, be aware. Make sure your contacts are backed up. Make sure your calendar is backed up just in case because it will nuke both of those on your phone when it goes to sync. Yes, it will. It absolutely will, uh, which, which of course, it warns you ahead of time. Just make sure you're reading through when you're doing all the documentation and stuff. So you're telling me I, sh- I should be able to, technically, I should be able to go into my mail contact and go into the settings for this exchange and turn off the syncing for contacts and it will still sync the calendar? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the way I've got it set up. Okay. And so basically, then I have another thing, okay? Okay. And, and, and just walk, let's walk through this one. I have <laughs> Google accounts for my email and for my, you know, my online Google Docs and stuff like that. Right. But for some reason, I've decided to only use G, the free Gmail for my calendar. Well, the good news is if I'm not going to worry about the contacts and I'm only going to do the calendar, I can tell it to just sync with my Google Calendar. Right. You know, my, my Gmail, which is, mm-hmm. which is no big deal. The, the question is, if let's just assume that I wanted to bring my Gmail calendar over to my Google, cal- uh, Google Apps, is there any feature of exporting uh, a calendar, all the, de- all the events and all the um, repeats and all the everything off of a Google Calendar so that you can import it into another Google Calendar? You know, that's a really good question. I've, I honestly don't know. I would assume there is a way to do that because the way it works right now is sync. It's got to be under a certain account. Yeah, Shannon says you could just add the other email address as an owner, but then that shows up as like a quote-unquote, when I sign in under my Google Apps, I see that that's available and I'm allowed to make changes, but it's in that bottom list versus my calendars. It looks like you can export, with Google Calendar, you can export content from a specific calendar or all your calendars at once. So it looks like there is a way to do that. Um, Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. And, and real quick, if you're using an, I ran up against this today um, at work because we ended up, we, we were talking about it and we're like, oh, this is a great feature. Let's enable it at work. So I'm using like, I have a personal calendar set up through my work account. And the reason is, is on the iPhone, and this may be a limitation of active sync licensing or something, you can only have one exchange account on your iPhone. So if I wanted to use chris at sharethis.com, which is my work email address, use that calendar for that because we use Google. And I also wanted to use chris at binding.org, which is also under Google. I can't run both of those calendars on the iPhone. Gotcha. So just make sure. And, and you can sync multiple calendars on your phone. It's kind of tricky, though. You have to go. It, it tells you to go to m.google.com slash sync on your phone. If you do that, you can't use your Google Apps. And, and for people who are wondering what's Google Apps, you can buy your own domain. So I have biting.org, and Google hosts all my email and stuff like that. Right. There's a, you have to go to m.google.com, and then there's a, there's a button on there somewhere that says, are you using a custom domain? If you press that button, then you can get into the sync features because you actually administer what calendars you're syncing on your phone. Oh, okay. Through, through the web app. But, but Cliff, really, this calendar syncing is something that you and I have been talking about since the iPhone came out, and finally we've got it. Well, that, that is exactly what I was excited about. And then, of course, they threw in calendar or contacts. That I, I would have almost been happier had they not thrown in contacts. It's like, oh, why <laughs> did you tell me it's possible? 
<laughs> but you know what? I think this is we're we're getting closer and closer to them doing email. Oh yeah, and that's going to be you know that takes out the biggest you know cost for spending a hundred bucks a year for mobile me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. So if I was Apple, I'd be a little peeved. But here's the thing: they licensed ActiveSync. There's nothing that Apple can do about this. Absolutely, absolutely. So I have a question for you. Have you? And and this is slightly more Google related than this is help I got Google. <clears throat> but uh, have you ever found that there are some things that you know as a Google Apps user that you can't use um, some of the Gmail features like? some of the widgets and stuff like that. Of course, I don't use those anymore. But back, I remember back when I used to try to use uh, Gtalk or some of the mm-hmm. widgets on the iHome page, it, it was just a little flaky trying to get my Google Apps registered domain version of Gmail or G Calendar or whatever to yeah, work. Yeah, I actually ran into that last week. Uh, Google's got this new thing called Latitude which is kind of like looped for the iPhone where it's location-based awareness for your friends and stuff. So I could see that Cliff's at his house in Kentucky and Cliff could see that I'm at the Starbucks down the street and he could, he could ping me and say, hey, you want to meet up? You know, you're right down the street from me. Well, there's a, an iGoogle widget for Latitude and it only works if you have a gmail.com account at this at this time. So it's really annoying that they do that. It is. And, and of course, I'm dying to have those themes where I can actually change the look, you know, the look of and colors of, of the Gmail, like the regular Gmail users have. And mm-hmm. so, so there are some real drawbacks to having this. They did. They, they did. Looks like they did tweak the Gmail interface within the past few weeks. So just kind of give it a little a little nicer look. If you have like the experimental stuff turned on, yeah, I do, and and so. I I have noticed the new tweaks, but I'm I'm talking, you know, it's, it, I like to be able to have what all the cool kids have over there at Gmail. <laughs> exactly, uh, that's all right. That's all right. Though. Just when we're we st- thought we were on the cutting edge by going over to apps, we're still getting it for free though. Yeah. All right. So basically, uh, let's get back to the Apple stuff. So um, I'm I'm basic. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and just turn off the. Uh, contact syncing. I'm going to go back to syncing, you know, contacts that way. That doesn't necessarily have to be in real time anyway, uh, which is cool. And I, th- I think what I'll do is, in, uh, I there's part of me that wants to take my calendar and port it all over into, but that's not for this podcast. Now, now I'm just rambling on off the top <laughs> of my head. So let's move on to something else. Okay, the next item on our list here is. An iPhone carrier update. If if some of you hit the uh, update button or got a prompt by iTunes to update your carrier info, info, go ahead and do it. All it does is add some graphics for a new service that AT and T is coming out with called uh, Mob. It's like a mobile cell or something. If if you have an office that has, you know, dead, like a dead zone in your office for your cell phone, companies can purchase this little box or you can buy this little box for your house that plugs into your home network connection and basically gives you like your own portable cell phone service in, in, the, in your office or house. So if you see that update, don't worry about it. It doesn't change anything. I don't think it even changes any jailbroken stuff. Just go ahead and click on the update. You're good to go. Good deal. All right. Um, I, I'll tell you what, since you've got all the notes here, I'm going to go ahead and say, mention something in this one that you don't have in the notes here. But it's okay. happened since the last time you and I together got together um, and did a Help I Got a Mac. And that is the iTunes music upgrade to the DR, DRM free. Yeah, it's, it's almost like they're, they're listening to our show. Yeah. Remember we told Steve and them that, you know, hey, we want to have the ability to upgrade 
you know, uh, individual songs, but not that album that, or, you know, not that album that we purchased just for one time use. Exactly. And so now instead of having to uh, upgrade your entire music library that you've purchased up to DRM free, you can now do it on individual songs. Yay. Very cool stuff. Although I think that if I were one of the individuals who desperately wanted to to not upgrade the four or five albums that there's no way on earth I'm ever going to listen to again. And then all of a sudden, I think I'd be, I don't think I'd be too upset, but I'd be a little frustrated yeah. if I went ahead and did it anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. Anyway. So moving back to your news, what iLife 09, what, tell us what you're thinking about this. Well, I got iLife 09, and uh, it's really, really cool. Um, uh, the iPhoto face recognition feature is very, very cool. Uh, the, the integration with Facebook uh, so far seems to be pretty cool. Uh, I tagged, a, just for the heck of it, I tagged a photo that I uploaded through iPhoto to Facebook. I tagged it on Facebook, and they came back down and, and showed the tag up on iPhoto, which is very cool. I uh, haven't had a chance to try out Flickr. I'm going to be uh, trying that out soon, though. Um, other things, iWeb really hasn't changed a whole, mu- a whole lot. iDVD is the exact same as it was last time. Uh, the iMovie is very cool. Uh, I, I'm getting a, Emily and I are getting a new, well, she's getting a digital camera for her birthday, but you know, I'm going to use it too. And, uh, we're waiting for that to come in. So I haven't had a chance to really try out a whole lot of video yet, but I've seen examples of the image stabilization, like before and after shots. And it's, it's freakishly cool the way it works. It looks like it's kind of floating. Like if you move through a scene, so iMovie's awesome. I think that's going to be great. Um, GarageBand is cool, but there's a couple gotchas both on iMovie and GarageBand. If you've got a G5 or a G4 Mac, you cannot use iMovie 09, and you can't use the Lessons feature on GarageBand. And we were wondering if that's a technical issue or if it's Apple just being being sneaky. And it's starting to come out that Apple purposefully coded it in such a way that it's just not allowing users with those processors to use those features. It's not because they're underpowered or anything like that. It's just Apple's building in false you know, obsolescence with these programs that sucks yeah that's not cool is it no not at all yeah so 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 if you've got if you've got yeah if you've got a g5 if you've got a a quad core g5 you cannot use the garage man feature or the iMovie feature just for the simple fact that apple decided they don't want you to use it now is it just the feature within those programs or or the whole program? For, for GarageBand, it's a feature within the program. For iMovie, it's the whole program. Really? Yeah, people are finding a way to hack it to make it work, but I, I think this is pretty low. That is pretty low. That's, that's almost at a Microsoft level. <laughs> it is at a Microsoft level. <laughs> I mean, now, in Apple's defense, obviously the G5s, you know, it's been over two years now, but still, you know, two, oh, years, come is, on. two, two years. years isn't that long, you know, let's be honest. How much does the G5 cost? The G5 was pretty expensive when it came out. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, come on, two years? And you're yeah. you're programming, programming obsolescence? I'll tell you what, that does not sound very good to somebody who's just now thinking about becoming a Mac user. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I feel... I, so I, I, I am picking up what you're throwing down, my friend. All right, very good. <laughs> Steve Wozniak? No way. Okay. Steve... 
Apple is founded by two Steves, Steve Jobs, who everybody knows wears turtlenecks, doesn't eat meat, you know, talks with his hands folded. And then Steve Wozniak, this super jolly guy, a giant brain, basically invented the Apple II all by himself on paper and then built it. You know, he, he basically created the personal computer. This guy is kind of cool. He's kind of quirky, kind of eccentric, drives segways around, and uh, he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. No way. Yes way. Oh, man, I, I, I'll, I'm going to tune in to Dancing with the Stars <laughs> just because of that. This my will be the greatest thing since Master P. I, I know, my mother-in-law watches Dancing with the Stars with my niece, and it's like their show and stuff. I know for a fact that Karen is not going to know who Steve Wozniak is at all. She's going to be like, I thought this was Dancing with the Stars. Who's this, who's this, who's this big nerd? So it's funny. He's probably going to get... He's probably going to get eliminated right away, but he's a giant, lovable guy. He used to date um, Kathy Griffin, you know, my life on the D-list. So it, it's just funny. You know, yeah. it's, and I, if, you, if, you, if you like reading about you know, tech and history and things like that, he's got a book called I Was. Uh-huh. It's a recommended read. It is awesome. Very cool. So if you want to know more about this guy and just how he thinks, and he was building computers on paper when he was like 15. You know, I mean, it's just the guy, the guy is a, is brilliant well that that's cool i i will i will watch it just for the entertainment factor of it you know the one thing i i I quit watching um dancing with the stars because then i think they it's it's uh false advertising i I really don't think they have any real true stars on this show it's like dancing with b-listers yeah it's dancing with the people who don't have any other work right now exactly so and dancing with somebody who was once married to a uh a beetle i mean yeah, exactly. Come on. So yeah, I, I just thought it was funny that he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. So very cool. So let's ask. Let's talk about QuickTime Pro being a part of the next release of uh, Leopard. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it looks like QuickTime Pro, which is normally a thirty dollars upgrade. It gives you extra features and things like that. Looks like it's going to be built in the in the ten six. Uh, the latest build from Apple on on the beta of ten six. The option to buy QuickTime Pro is is gone, and all the features that are normally grayed out are there. So, if you use QuickTime Pro, that's that's a, that's good. So, tell me, tell us what some of those uh, features are that you used to have to pay for, or that you uh, currently have to pay for. That's a good question. Just one go. or two or three. Uh, full screen mode is one of the things that you can do. Uh, actually, recording audio and video from QuickTime, um, exporting it in different formats, and also saving it in different formats. Uh, we're also all disabled unless you bought QuickTime Pro. So. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What's this new ATV Flash, both for Mac and Windows? As a lot of people know who have listened to the show before, I am an Apple TV owner. Mm-hmm. I love Apple TV. I kiss it every day. And uh, ATV Flash is basically jail- is like a jailbreak for your iPhone or for your um Apple TV. Okay. And they just released a brand new version that, and it was, it was Mac only. You can only create the little flash drive on your Mac. And now they've released the windows version. So if you, so if you listen to this show and you have windows and you have an Apple TV, you can now jailbreak it with that. And it's it, so far, it's, I've been playing with it uh, tonight and so far it's, it's really cool. They've added a, a bunch of neat new features like flash and things like that into the Apple TV. So highly recommended. Very, very cool. Well, hey, I want to uh, share with you something. Let me see if I can get this thing to plug in here and play. Um, okay. Here we go. Do you hear that? 
I do. That sounds like that sounds like Music Maker by for Windows. <laughs> well, I want to tell you, um, there is a member in our GSPN.TV community. Okay. And uh, let me see if I can find the email here real quickly. I'm going to go down to help. I got a Mac. And let's see here. Here's what it says. It says, hey, Cliff, the iPhone slash iPod touch game that my husband and uh, Jared and I had made just got posted to the Apple store or app store. And I wanted to give you wanted you to be among the first to get an announcement. I like to offer you a code and uh, let you see. Basically, she says she knows that both Stephanie and I have iPhones. She says you're under no obligation to review it. I just want to offer it as a friend. But of course, any plugs would be a real help. Additionally, if you'd like, uh, if you like it, I'll be available for questions and interviews. Uh, So anyway, listen to this. A little backstory. Basically, Jared uh, started working on Sheep Stacker. And that's what you're hearing in the background is Sheep Stacker. Okay. And uh, he was working on another game uh, full time. But uh, basically, after he, I guess something had happened with his uh, full time job. And they had decided that what they were going to do is basically devote their time into creating these games as a as a means of pursuing their passion kind of in That's the same awesome. way that what I'm doing now I want to tell you when I heard about this you know you hear things like this and you think okay what what is this thing really going to be like but I will tell you sheep stacker has become my all-time favorite <laughs> game on the iPhone and I'm not just saying that because somebody in the member is, who is a member of our community made it. I, it that has nothing I, to do with it. I'm, I'm looking at this game and it looks really cool. It looks like it was made with the Unity engine, which is, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but man, this is really neat. The music sounds pretty cool too. Yeah. Now, Shannon is basically uh, in the chat room right now. And uh, if, if you're on, if you have the ability to dial in via Skype, the username is Cliff EOTC. If you actually send me a Skype chat message, maybe we can bring you in. But I want to hit play on here, and I want you to just... The, every single thing about this game I love. Number one, the graphics are awesome. The music Sweet. is great. And the the gameplay is simple and addictive. And I'm going to tell you about it in just a second. But uh, in essence, what I'm doing is it's loading the game right now. You're going to hear a different music in the background. In three, two... One, here it goes. So now I basically have a sheep hanging from a plunger. <laughs> I hear it in the background. And basically what you do is you at any point you push you just tap the screen and wherever that location is, it will drop it straight down. So your goal is to stack the sheep on top of each other. So here's I'm gonna I basically just dropped one right on top of the other. And here's what it sounds like if I accidentally knock one off. Let's see if I can do that. (laughs) Anyway, this thing, I am not kidding you when I say that I've probably put about no less than... uh, I've probably got about 20 hours into this game. That's awesome. I am not kidding. I love it that much. Now, the game is only $1.99, so I definitely want to encourage everybody to go out and get it. Uh, to support somebody else that's in our uh, gspn.tv community, but also because it's not, I mean, it literally is, it's its probably one of the, my favorite, uh, you know, kind of your time waster game. 
Hey, uh, Shannon's asking what the what's the, what's your Skype in name? Yeah, the Skype in name is Cliff EOTC. Stands for Encouraging Others Through Christ. C L I F F E O T C. Yeah, because I, I I'd like to talk to her real quick about this. Absolutely, but you guys got to get it. Number one, my three year old daughter loves it. So McKenna <laughs> loves playing sheep stacker. Matthew has been able to stack forty sheep, and he has been trying to beat his record. Sweet. I was able. To, I so far my highest score is 90 sheep stacked so now, up to the sky so the, the, does it get faster or does like the wind blow or something that makes it, it like what makes it harder when you get to the top is that you know how like when you stack things on top of each other they become a little unstable right well, right. well the sheep start swaying back and forth so and <laughs> and the plunger is the plunger that's holding the sheep is yeah. always swaying back and forth so, oh okay so, it's, the, so when you first start the game um, the the plunger is is the only thing moving, but then when you actually start stacking them up pretty high around the twenty to twenty five or thirty um, sheep high level, the, they start swaying back and forth. And the higher you go, the faster they sway and the further they sway. That's and sweet. It gets really t- tough to to stack them on there, and it's, and uh, if you don't get it just right, you'll actually you'll accidentally knock you know sheep off, and so. Now yeah. it looks like, like, like she said, this was made with something called Unity. And what Unity is is it's kind of like it, gamers, have, uh, companies who like develop games for the Xbox and for the PS3, sometimes use something called middleware. Okay. And what middleware is is it's a different user face. She's not. I mean, she may be. I, I'm not sure. When you use middleware, you're not really like an Xcode writing you know, the code out, you're actually in Unity building the application through there, and it's got like a 3D, you know, editor and things like that. And then what it does, I believe, is you can compile it for Xcode, or p- compile it for the iPhone, and then it'll generate that Xcode for you. So it, it makes programming not easy, but definitely a lot easier than just going hand coding and doing it in, in, uh, in Xcode. Plus it lets you focus on the creativity part, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, th- well, you can tell that they, I mean, they didn't spare anything when it came to um, thinking through the gameplay because there were a couple features that I thought, okay, so uh, I would love it right now if I would be able to, you know, I, I'm getting pretty high up here, but I've lost all my men. It, I mean, it'd be really cool if after maybe 50, you know, you get 50 sheep high, it's like, give us, a, just throw us another extra life or something. And it turns <laughs> out that as I was playing it, 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 I, I, it turns out that at 25 sheep high, um, if you have lost, you know, you start out with uh, four hearts at the top, which is how many lives you have. Okay. And um, if you uh, if you drop down to like three hearts left, and then you hit to twenty five, then uh, you get an extra you get an extra sheep. The it's only, go ahead. The only bummer is is that I ha- I always want to lose a sheep before I hit twenty five because I want my extra sheep because <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take you up to five. Oh, okay. It. it it's really the iPhone and the App Store is really, really kind of changing. It's changing the game. <laughs> no, no pun intended. Uh, that that anybody can can download the iPhone SDK. You know, pay the ninety nine dollars to create an app, and if they want to, they can create an app right there, and it's ninety nine bucks <laughs> to develop it, and that is huge and awesome. Because if you want to program for the Xbox, or you want to program for the PlayStation Three, or even the Nintendo Wii, first off, you have to get accepted by them, and second off, these these development kits cost thousands of dollars. Yeah, this is what Apple did that was so smart was to make it only ninety nine bucks. 
Mm-hmm. Now, Unity does cost quite a bit, depending on what you can get different versions and tiers and stuff. But that that cost a couple hundred up to a you know a two thousand, three thousand dollars. But you know, we're hearing stories about people, you know, one and two man teams like the people that make Trism and things like that that have released this app. You know, released an app, and all of a sudden, you know, they get two hundred thousand downloads. Yeah. And this person's like, you know what? I don't have to clock into my day job anymore. This is my new job, creating iPhone applications and just launching them. And then Apple takes care of all the bandwidth. They take care of all the transactions. You just sit back and you know, make updates to your thing, and, and, and the money comes in. Very Obviously, cool. you have to promote and stuff like that. So, But, uh, yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. I think we have Shannon on the line. Uh, we're going to just check real quick and make sure this is her. So uh, let's see here. Shannon, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Well, um, I'm sorry I didn't give you advance notice of uh, the fact that we were going to cover this, I, I, but I'm glad that you were on hand here to to talk about it. So first off, let's let's give her a round for for making an yeah, application. Abs- and that's awesome. Well, hold on here. I'll even do this. <laughs> All right. So now, Shannon, how how long did it actually take for the for the full development of the uh, of the game? Um. Actually, we did it in about three weeks. You're really? kidding me. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. And, uh, it took about a week to uh, get it approved in the App Store. So that was like a month if you total that in. Um, so, now, yeah. Now, I'm not going to ask for any kind of specific numbers or anything like that, but does Apple give you feedback on you know, you're getting X amount of downloads and any kind of like analytics or anything on, on you know, how, how your app is selling? Yeah, actually, uh, you can get daily reports and weekly reports and uh, monthly reports, actually. Because, but we haven't even had a weekly report yet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so cool. Have you, have, yeah. have you gotten some reports? I mean, you don't have to give us specifics, but have you, have you been noticing that some people, just by seeing it showing up in the most recent game section, has that created some downloads for you? Um, yeah, there's been some. It's... Uh, it's okay, considering that we haven't had any, like, uh, reviews on sites or anything for it yet. I'm hoping Have that... S- Go ahead. Yeah, we've submitted to a lot of places, and some have been enthusiastic, and some haven't even asked for a promotional code, but I'm hoping that, like, um, uh, some will start coming in this week. It, it seems fairly likely that that's the kind of time yeah, I, I think Touch Arcade is the big one right now. It seems like the, the people that run uh, Mac Rumors run Touch Arcade. And that's, what, that's the site that I go to all the time. So I'm sure you've submitted something to them. Oh, yeah, we definitely did. Very okay. cool. Well, I'll tell you, I've played this game, and, and I don't know if you heard, but I, I'm probably about 20 hours into it. And, and uh, I, I will tell you, um, I was sitting at church this Sunday, and I was stacking sheep. <laughs> Uh, for, I had a full hours with it's a, kind of it's kind of biblical sheep you know exactly it totally is I was going out, out showing it to my grandmother and like listing all the biblical references for sheep <laughs> like <laughs> you know uh, uh, leaving the 99 and finding the one that's lost and like you know land and all that so now how did you guys create the music because uh, creating an iPhone app is like one of those things that 
I, I kind of think in the back of my mind, man, that'd be so cool. But then one, I, I realize I'm kind of lazy. So I doubt I'll ever do it because I, it requires like some learning time. So I'm just going to ask questions to kind of fill my own, uh, my own crave here. But how, how did you guys create the music for it? Um, we did not create the music. Uh, we used uh, uh, Creative Commons licensed music. Uh, oh, that's the, awesome. <laughs> there's a credit on the credits page for the game. I can't remember the name now. But um, uh, yeah, so we didn't make the music. Uh, we did do... Um, some stuff with the sound effects, um, but we didn't make the music. Yeah, the okay. music is by Kevin uh, Mech, Macht, or no, McLeod. That's awesome. Creative, Creative Commons is so cool that, that you know you can do that kind of stuff. So I guess that it uses like core audio and all that kind of stuff to, to drive all that, right? Um, I don't know. <laughs> So I get. Okay. <laughs> so basically, her husband put this together. Well, That's awesome. I did. Uh, he did the programming. I did uh, most of the graphics, although he did the three D modeling too. But I made all the textures and that sort of thing. I did um, do sound effect editing stuff in, uh, like, just in Audacity and whatnot. And uh, but he put it all in. So. All right. Uh, yeah. So what 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 was it like for him working in Unity? Is it is it pretty? Pretty straightforward. He um, he's a game developer by trade. Um, oh, okay. Working in the industry for about seven years, maybe eight. Um, so uh, he's worked with a lot of different engines, and he really liked Unity. So he was really excited when the iPhone one came out. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and uh, he got the license for the iPhone version. Um, like, uh, uh, there was some New Year's sale or something where it was some percentage off, so uh, he got the license then, and uh, then uh, we decided to make a game, and uh, he'd been uh, wanting to make his own games, well, basically his whole life. He went to school for it, and uh, he's been in the industry for a while, and uh, uh, we decided to work on the project and, and just do something small and get it finished and published and everything. So I really thought we needed to get finished with the process. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, because we'd sort of start something and then run into some sort of problem and, and stop and, you know. So that this was our first finished game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm looking at his stuff. He's, he's worked with Ratchet and Clank and in Resistance, both... Both series that I really like, so that's 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 cool. <laughs> you know, I'm hidden in the static in the uh, Brittany Viewers, uh, that's her name, Courtney Viewers uh, level of uh, Ratchet and Clank uh, three. Okay, right on. That's cool. Well, I, I have some questions about the specific game, uh, uh, Sheepstacker, because uh-huh. I, I absolutely love this game. And so, first of all. I noticed that as you stack the sheep higher and higher, that you all of a sudden you, you start seeing a, a a bird fly by, and then as you get higher, you see an airplane fly by, and then as you <laughs> go even higher, you even see an air, hot air balloon. Now, I got up to ninety sheep, and I think okay. I think right around between eighty five and ninety, I noticed that the actual screen behind the you know the actual background image seemed to stop actually um you know progressing to where it looked like i was going up D- is that the end of the background or does it actually can you get up into space in this thing oh you can get up into space 
<laughs> okay, so, so so my question to you is is how many sheep have you been able to stack? Me, I've only gotten up to about seventy. Um, Jared's gotten like a hundred and twenty something, like um, you know, fairly. Because sometimes in testing, you know, he tweaks the settings so he can get it really high and test something. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, fairly about. Uh, yeah. That well, is so cool. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I, I, I've got up to 90. The only thing is, is I, when I got to 75, I was really expecting that next interval of 25 oh. to give me an extra an extra <laughs> guy. But, I mean, I, I totally understand that it didn't. The only thing, um, you know, I've already sent you some feedback about, you know, maybe putting some high scores on there and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because my, my son and I are, are, you know, he's trying to hit my 90, uh, mm-hmm. 90 rate to see if he can beat it. Uh, and at this point, basically, when I get up to a certain level, I, I use the little feature where you push the home key and the power key at the same time. Oh, yeah, to take do. a screenshot? So we take screenshots so I can show, show, hey, look what I got today. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been doing that. And, of course, the other thing is is that, um, you know, if you, the, if you could add the ability to once you hit the 25 level, even though you haven't lost the sheep, to still give us that extra, that extra life. Yeah, um, it's actually at 25 you get a heart, and at 50, and then after that it's every 50. So you get a 100, and at 150. Well, Well, see, there you go, Cliff. You're just not, just not. You're you're just short of that next heart. Yeah, I was 10 (laughs) short. All right. Well, it's an awesome game, uh, Shannon, and I and and you guys. Just so everybody knows, you can. I will probably uh, be blogging about this in the chat room. They're saying, Cliff, why don't you uh, why don't you blog about this? And that's that's a great idea. I wanted to come here and kind of talk about it first in a podcast to to kind of let people hear the excitement in my voice because I, and again, it's not just because you guys are a member of the community. Although I think it's totally awesome that you guys are plus members and you've been supporting what Stephanie and I have been doing uh, through pursuing our passion and, and trying to, to to take something you love to do and, and to go on it on your own. And, and we, we want to, of course, support you. Uh, and to be honest with you, I'm like, is, is this going to be one of those things I'm just going to feel really awkward for not mentioning? But no, I love it and I think it's awesome. And, and you guys did a great job with this game and and uh, I really do hope people will go out and buy it. And uh, you guys are planning on uh, creating many games. You started a company called Tiny Tim Games. Is that correct? Yes, that's us. All right. And so they can go to tinytimgames.com. And I really in, uh, encourage people to check that out. What are you guys working on next? Uh, we decided yet. Right now we're actually working on the update for Sheepstacker to uh, put in the uh, high school tables and uh, another game mode that's in the works. Uh, after that, we have a few things that uh, we're considering, but uh, we haven't finally decided what will actually get finished next, so uh, that's the next thing that we need to do. But uh, we're hoping to get uh, about a game a month out. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> awesome. Smaller ones, yeah. Very, I'm, very cool. I'm so jealous because I want to do this so bad. So I, I might, I might ping your husband <laughs> at some point and ask him what books I should buy so I can get in on some of this cool app goodness. He's got a whole bookshelf of game books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so let's let's give some information here. TinyTimGames.com. Uh, you're also on Twitter, and you're what? Twitter.com at uh, your Twitter.com/slash Shannon K S H A N N O N K A Y. 
And uh, Jared's on Twitter, too, uh, J-E-R-R-O-D, Putnam, T-U-T-M-A-N. All righty. And did you guys have a, you guys have a Tiny Tim Twitter ID? Yes, yes. And you can also follow Tiny Tim Games on Twitter, Tiny Tim Games. (laughs) Very cool. Well, thank you very much, Shannon, for calling in and and answering our questions. Thank you. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Everybody get the game. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I've seen in the chat room some folks have already purchased it. Uh, it's a dollar ninety nine. I mean, you, it's one of the. It, I think it's at that perfect price range where, you know, you is as long as it comes with a good solid recommendation. I I think it's safe to buy a dollar ninety nine game. And uh, I will tell you, I'm thirty six. My daughter is three. My son is seven. We all three love this game and can. I mean, we're fighting over my iPhone. And who doesn't love sheep and who doesn't love stacking things? And the I music mean, seriously. The, and the music and the graphics are great and it really does take a lot of uh uh concentration and uh you have to actually anticipate you know where uh you know the it, the timing has to be just right as you get up there. It, it it's a, it's a lot of fun. Sweet, I can't wait to try it. Absolutely. So anything <laughs> anything else on your uh end there? Well, actually, I've got a listener question. Okay. Oh, yes, from your lovely wife, I believe. From my lovely wife, who, who I, I guess her email didn't go through to you. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go from memory what what she had. She had an issue with iTunes, and and this really, I, I've noticed that this happens when you when you import uh, CDs that have like an artist and they have a guest artist. A lot of a lot of hip hop CDs and stuff like this do this, where it's like you know. Uh, MC rapper Chris featuring Cliffy B, you know, is the artist name. It's DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Exactly. Like, so if you've got a whole bunch of Fresh Prince stuff and some stuff have DJ Jazzy Jeff, and, and the issue is, is when people enter this information into the CD database, the artist kind of changes because it's going to say, you know, Eminem and, and someone else or, or Chris and someone else, but it's going to be the same album. And when you want to listen to a, a list of songs by that one artist, you miss out on all those songs. So she was wondering, how, how do you make it so it includes all those? And, and the way you do that is, and this is the way I did it in her library, you highlight that whole big list of all those you know, artists. Like let's say Chris you know, is an artist by himself, and then Chris featuring Cliff is another artist. Highlight all those. Then you're gonna you're gonna hit Apple I or Command I, and it's gonna it's gonna give you a warning. It says you're gonna edit multiple items at once. Yeah. You're gonna hit OK, and then it's gonna bring up a, a list with a bunch of fields in it. It's gonna say artist and album and stuff like that. Just start typing the name of the artist in the artist field. That's the only thing you want to touch, and then hit OK. And what it'll do is it'll change that whole batch of songs to just that artist's name. And now, when you hook your iPod back up, it'll resync that stuff back over, and you'll be good to go. Yep, absolutely. Very cool. Let yeah. me see. I, I think I have a little bit of information in here of, of some folks that maybe have uh, given us some help. I got a Mac questions. Uh, let's take a look here. Marcus Carey. Oh, there is. Have you guys ever seen this YouTube video? Um, Oh, Mac versus PC, but it's not it's not an Apple commercial. It's like a really cheesy it starts off with really cheesy acting. Oh, is it the one where it's like they're the robots? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is awesome stuff. I I'll tell you what I'll do is I'm gonna try to remember to put a link to that. Um actually I'll tell you what, it's right here. Uh let me just do modify. 
And I'm going into our show notes. Uh, check out this video. If you have not seen this, you have to see it. And plus, you have to make a commitment to get past the first four minutes where it's really cheesy, bad acting. <laughs> because if you can't get past that, then you're going to miss out on probably the most awesome YouTube video ever. Ever? More awesome than Chocolate Rain? Yes, Seriously? actually. I don't think so, Cliff. Yeah. You can't beat you can't beat Tazon Day. Now, now Tommy says in the chat room that it just proves that uh Apple or that Max kick butt. Although the I, I think the uh the video is left open for interpretation because at the end, uh basically the Mac was only able to destroy the PC based upon the fact that, you know, they went into the Mac lab and, and they all ganged up on him. So it was actually the sheer number of Max that actually ended up beating this one little tiny PC guy. And of course, and at the very end, well, I won't give you the end, but you need to read the screen at the end when you see the PC. <laughs> and, I, and, and then we'll see who wins. But anyway, I'm st- I still love my Mac, so I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <clears throat> so, <laughs> what? It was a big day today, Cliff. It was a big day. I, I th- um, let's see here. I forgot the iCal app. So basically somebody recently asked a question about how, you know, is there any applications out there to sync your calendar? We, we finally got an answer on that one. And it's from Google themselves. And it's from Google themselves. So anyway, I think, I think that'll do, man. I, I think we have, we have shared some, some Apple goodness. Man, it's awesome. I'm glad to have you back, man. We missed you last week. Stephanie and I tried to pull it off and we just could not pull off a, a Cliff and Chris version of uh, Help I Got a Mac. Well, but, you know, but we, I mean, we tried it. We, we definitely tried to, um, we tried to pull off, you know, talking about Max as a, as a Apple, you know, a family computer. And yeah. I think, I think we had a good, enjoyable conversation, but it didn't go, I, I, I guess I didn't prepare for it enough. Well, you guys also do like 43 other shows at gspn.tv and make sure you join the plus group if you haven't already. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just go over to gspn.tv slash plus. For those of you who are listening to this on the free feed, uh, you might be asking why in the world has it been a month since the last episode of help? I got a Mac and well, it hasn't been, it's just been a month since we put one out on the free feed. So this one's going out on free feed and uh if you want to be able to get every single episode of help i got a mac become a plus member today help support what we're doing here with this content and not just the content it's actually a whole lot more about the community as well mm-hmm. check out the information over at gspn.tv slash plus listen to the, some of the testimonials there pretty oh, cool hey, stuff yeah cliff real quick i want to plug something if yes, you're in the cincinnati area uh this coming saturday is the new media cincinnati meeting it's going to be at the uh the pub at rookwood and uh, I'm going to be there. Cliff, I don't know if you're going to be there or not. It's on it, Valentine's Day, so it might be a little dicey for some people. But Yeah, I'm trying to talk my wife into it. Uh, she, she's a geek now, so maybe I can pull that one off. Yeah, come out. We'll hang out. We'll talk. I'll have some uh, share this stickers and stuff. So I, I, think we're giving away, I think we're giving away some shirts, too. I think I might even be able to have some fish and chips this time. Ah, uh, it's good. Awesome. Anything else, Chris? I think that's it, man. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will be back uh, next Monday evening, 7 p.m. If they want to call, do you happen to know the number, Chris? I never know the number. <laughs> it's area code 859-795-4067. We have some folks out there, by the way, who have just got a Mac. They got their very first Mac this week. I've got I, two people this week emailed me that. 
And uh, so basically, we just want to let you know, any questions you have, this show, although we got a little geeky tonight, uh, we're here to answer your questions if we have them. So. And normally we answer, you know, to the person, you know, before the show, just to make sure that the answer we gave them is right. But, um, you know, feel free to please let us know. We'll answer your questions on air so everybody can benefit. Absolutely. And of course, you can go over to the forum at gspn.tv slash forum. There is a section called Help I Got a Mac in there. And uh, the other community members will help you answer questions as well. And in fact, uh, I think probably next week we'll need to dive in there and see what's been going on lately. Absolutely. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Join the community. (laughs) 